As much as following the new developments caused by the pandemic is causing confusion, enforcing those new rules adds a whole new level of complication. Local police departments have had to not only protect themselves during the pandemic, but also continue to serve the public. As with many essential services, social distancing isn't always possible for cops on the beat, but more than two months into this, this new normal is starting to feel, well, normal. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. David Hernandez, your public safety reporter. Let's start with what we know. What are the ways the police departments have prevented the spread of COVID within their ranks? Yeah, so obviously it's a pretty real threat given that they're on the front lines and out in the streets. Um, they have taken quite a number of precautions um, from the start of their shift to the end of their shift. Um, Definitely one of the big things across the board is the use of PPE. So that includes masks, um, gloves. Some departments also require either uh, glasses or goggles, some sort, some, something to cover their eyes. Um, other precautions include temperature checks at the beginning of their shift. You know, the second they walk into the police station, they pick up a handheld uh, thermometer and hold it up to their foreheads to record their temperature. They wipe down their cars at the start of their shift and at the end of their shift. Um, a lot of these are cars that they uh, rotate or share amongst the entire uh, police department. Um, and they also ask detainees to wear masks. They supply the masks. So whenever they take someone in their backseat, either to uh, a jail or a mental uh, county hospital, they also ask in those cases for detainees to wear masks. Um, and of course, um, there's also the precautions that they individually take at home, um, which includes wiping down their gear. Um, some officers do that at, at uh, the end of their shift at their mm -hmm. police stations. Um, there are plenty of precautions in place that have um, been instituted across the, across the board. Mm -hmm. And is this kind of consistent across all the different departments in the county or some taking it differently than others? Or what do you know? I would say PPE generally across the board is is definitely a precaution that departments are taking. Um, other precautions vary, um, and they all vary in degree, um, and also just um, in other ways as well. So, for example, um, the sheriff's department and the San Diego Police Department uh, has relaxed their uniform standards, um, so they allow deputies and officers to wear uniforms made of cotton. Um, typically, their uniforms, their day to day uniforms, are um, uh, made of uh, wool or polyester, a combination of the two. Um, and those uniforms require the, the deputies or the officers to um, take their uniforms to dry cleaners and, you know, special care. Um, but by relaxing the uniform standards, um, again, the Sheriff's Department and the San Diego Police Department allow their employees to use different types of uniforms made of cotton, and this allows um, them to uh, wash their uniform regularly at home and also iron it. Um, so, so those kind of precautions do vary. You know, not every department has taken that measure. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, some departments like the National City Police Department requires officers um, when they're out in the streets and making contacts to wear either glasses or goggles as well on top of masks and gloves. So that's kind of an additional um, PPE requirement. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, one thing to keep yourself safe when you're, you know, in an office or sharing a patrol car. But when you actually engage with the public and let's say they have to arrest someone, what do they do in that kind of scenario? Because you can't socially distance and arrest someone at the same time. 
Yeah, exactly. And that's um, the risk that, you know, officers are facing out in the streets. Um, and, you know, they're still seeing calls um, that they have to respond to, of course. So um, when they arrest someone, um, they, generally speaking, um, as I've kind of alluded to, um, they gear up in masks and gloves, at least, um, regardless of whether they're arresting someone or not. Um, so when they're arresting someone, um, they also ask the, the person to wear a mask once they're in the backseat of the patrol vehicle on their way to um, either county jail or whatever other facility it may be. Um, so so those are generally the precautions, but you know, it, it's, it's kind of a, a, something, policing is something you don't really, you know, predict. Um, sometimes it's it's an emergency and they may not be able to gear up in masks and gloves, but definitely whenever possible, they're trying to do so um, to, to, to be mm -hmm. safe, again, to protect themselves and to protect the public. Mm -hmm. And so far, have you heard of anyone testing positive in any police department or the sheriff's department so far? Yeah, so as of late last week, um, 10 uh, San Diego County Sheriff's deputies had tested positive to date. Uh, 10 San Diego police officers and one uh, Harbor Police Department officer as well. Um, compared to other large metropolitan areas, the numbers are considered low. Um, we haven't seen massive outbreaks or, you know, the virus spreading across uh, divisions, police stations, or just the department in general, like other uh, areas have seen, um, you know, Agencies point to cities like Chicago and Detroit, where the virus just spread quickly across departments. So luckily, uh, you know, officials say that they, they've been able to uh, prevent that and they point to the PPE and other measures that are in place. Mm -hmm. So you spent some time at the National City Police Department kind of seeing what their day-to-day -day life was. And what do people working there say? Are, are the public following the rules and wearing masks and practicing social distancing? What do they say? Yeah, um, and this is not just exclusive to National City, but it, it does include, include National City police officers. Um, you know, generally, officers are saying that the public, obviously we're a big region, and they're saying that generally the public are is following the rules in terms of the orders that are in place to stay home, to not gather in groups, um, to avoid areas that are closed. Um, and so, you know, ac across the board, one of the things that I said, you know, what that asked was why do you think the numbers are low compared to other um, cities and they pointed to pp like i've mentioned and they've also pointed to the community in a lot of cases um you know in oceanside for example in escondido they say they say that people you know um are generally following the rules they are seeing violations um of course there are several rules in place um and so they are seeing violations but um they're as, as we've reported, their stance has been to educate the public before issuing citations. And uh, they say that the education efforts have worked, generally speaking, you know, people do comply when they're told what the uh, rules are. Um, in some cases, they have had to issue citations in, in many cases. Um, but generally speaking, they say that uh, the public is following the rules and they're, they're really happy about that um, because it protects not only them, them, the public, but also officers on the front lines. Mm -hmm. And it does seem like from the stories we've been writing that the only kind of mass violations we're seeing is people protesting. Besides that, there has been lots of gatherings of large groups or things like that for the several months we've been under the stay-at-home order. 
Yeah, and the rules are constantly changing, which is one thing that police departments point to um, in terms of why they're so focused on educating uh, the public. Because you know there have been questions about you know why not uh, take a stronger stance and issue uh, citations in certain cases when there are blatant violations. Um, one thing they point to is the fact that uh, that the orders are constantly changing. Um, but we have you know we have seen. Uh, a, a fair number of citations. I think we're around 200. Um, and so in, in some specific cases, they have uh, taken, taken a stronger stance. Mm-hmm. And broadly, have we seen any changes in the overall volume of crime? Because that was certainly a fear early on is that, you know, society would devolve and there'd be pitchforks and torches and everything. Uh, how are things? Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up. One of the first and of larger stories I tackled was this uh, boom in gun sales that we saw in San Diego County and, you know, tied to fears and fears kind of varied, but definitely civil unrest was one of them, um, the, pot- the potential for civil unrest. Um, so we haven't seen that um, across the board, um, but um, in terms of crime uh, volumes, uh, it varies from city to city. You know, there have they've said that at the beginning, especially, um, crime really dropped and things were actually kind of slow out, um, out in the streets, you know, people, this is like very early on in terms of like when the stay at home order went into effect. Um, so for example, um, a captain in, um, a station that patrols the communities along the border in, in San Ysidro, Taimesa, um, said that initially, you know, he was asking, um, detectives to put out information for people you know, suspects they were looking for just to keep officers on the streets busy. Um, but now, you know, things are changing. Some rules are, um, you know, being adjusted to allow certain businesses to open. More people are venturing outside. Um, but generally speaking, they, they they say they have dealt with less uh, traffic issues, for example, um, which makes sense because less people are, you know, commuting to work. Um, and also crimes like theft, uh, which they say, uh, you know, also makes sense because people are at home, businesses are closed, so there's less opportunity to commit those kind of crimes. Um, in other spots, they reported, you know, certain kind, seeing more of certain kinds of crimes. So, for example, um, uh, the sheriff's department, San Diego police, did report seeing some school break-ins, um, likely because schools are closed. Um, no one's really there to patrol actively per se. Um, so, so some crimes have gone up, but generally speaking, they say that things have kind of maintained um, the pace in terms of the reports coming in. Um, of course, one of the things that's interesting is that they're seeing a lot more uh, calls regarding the orders that are in place. So whether it's a non-essential business that's open or people who at a congregating at a park that's closed. Um, those kind of calls are coming in on a regular basis and it varies, you know, they say maybe they respond to three complaints a day. Um, a police station uh, near San Ysidro said that. Um, so so they are kind of focused on on those types of call, calls now. You know, from the beginning, police departments were tasked with enforcing those orders. Um, and uh, yeah, interestingly enough, you know, a lot of officers said, you know, it's it's a bit uncomfortable to have to enforce those orders. You know, they have families of their own. It's not the most uh, fun thing to do to go to a park and, you know, crack down on a family playing soccer, but that's what they're tasked with doing. Um, So, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and kind of bring it back to the officers themselves. Uh, what's the mood? I mean, we've been under this, uh, you know, new normal for a couple of months. Is the fear of contracting the virus and spreading to their family is still present, or has that just become kind of part of the background? Yeah, one thing that has helped um, from what I saw and from what I'm told are the measures that are in place. It makes them feel a lot safer. Um, mm-hmm. But that said, um, again, you never know what a day holds um, when you're a police officer. Um, so the, the stress of, of uh, possibly contracting the virus is definitely still present. Um, probably the hardest thing for them to tackle is the potential risk of bringing the uh, bi- virus into their homes. Um, you know, several of the uh, of officers I spoke to said, you know, there have always been threats um, in the line of duty, you know, the possibility of being attacked by a suspect. Um, but with this virus, you know, it's there's a possibility of bringing those threats from outside their homes into their homes. And so that's uh, something that's been a, a stressor for many officers. Um, but again, like I mentioned, all of the measures that are in place make them feel a little safer, whether it's uh, measures taken out in the streets or measures um, that they on their own implemented when they come home. Mm-hmm. And finally, um, now the police departments have been kind of in this new normal for some time. Do you have a sense that they're going to keep these changes kind of indefinitely until we find a vaccine or something like that? Yeah, there's no signs that, you know, um, obviously they're tracking, you know, the the numbers, the cases, the pandemic, um, but there are no signs that they're going to back off on the measures that are in place. Um, if anything, I would expect, them to kind of keep these measures in place, given that they're pointing to these measures when they say that they've been able to keep the, the number of cases within their department so low. Um, but but yeah, it I mean, in the long term, it'll be really interesting to see how, you know, policing changes. Um, one thing that's uh, in place as well as a measure is um, taking reports over the phone whenever possible. So in instances mm-hmm. when there's no... Uh, imminent threat when there's no evidence to collect, uh, perhaps it's a delayed report of someone breaking into their car. If they can, they might take that report over the phone. Um, And so, you know, it'll be interesting in the long term to see how policing changes out in the streets. Um, You know, some precautions may remain in place for a while, like wearing, you know, gloves um, whenever they contact the public. Um, But for now, there's, there, there are no indications that uh, they're slowing down in terms of taking measures to protect themselves in the public. Mm-hmm. All right, David Hernandez, thank you so much. Thank you. Now your coronavirus update. San Diego County officials struck an optimistic tone Monday afternoon after Governor Gavin Newsom's announcement of East requirements for counties to move deeper into Stage 2 reopenings. Those include in-person dining and in-store shopping. The lowered hurdles makes it easier for urban counties like San Diego to qualify to reopen some businesses faster than the state as a whole is moving. County officials will get a formal report at their weekly meeting Tuesday as to whether the county can meet the eased requirements. The new rules include data such as no more than 8% of tests coming back positive. In the county, the rolling two-week average of positive tests is less than 5% and has been trending downward. As of Monday, the county moved closer to 6,000 COVID-19 cases, with 110 more people testing positive. Over the last two weeks, about 4.1% of tests have come back positive. 
Also, as of Monday, of those who tested positive, 1,115 had to be hospitalized. Of those, 339 had to be placed in the ICU. 211 county residents have died of the virus. Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. We want to remind you that information is your first line of defense. The San Diego Union-Tribune is dedicated to bringing you latest news in print, online, and on our podcasts. Right now, you can read our public health stories related to the virus online for free without hitting the paywall. But you can get all of your news at your fingertips, wherever and whenever you want if you're a subscriber. Don't miss a story. Go to uniontrib.com slash subscribe. Until next time.